to Ray Pete, writes an emailer, um, that not all fruits are perfectly safe. Avocados, for example, contain so much unsaturated fat that they can be carcinogenic and heptotoxic. Based on his own extensive research into PUFAs and yellow fat disease, would Adam advise against the habit of eating a couple of avocados on a daily basis? I eat half an avocado all the time. Do you? Because there's, you know, I've, I've honestly cherry-picked from Ray Pete's information. When I look at uh, avocados, they have a lot of uh, monounsaturated fats, and they have some saturated fats. And actually, their, their polyunsaturated fats are about equal to an olive. And here's an interesting thing. If you look at Wikipedia, olive oil itself which he recommends, has up to 14% polyunsaturated fatty acids. Well, I've gone through old farm journals, and some olives have 50%, 49%, actually. That's close enough to 50. Poofies? So, Poofies? Just olives, yeah. And we're talking about extra virgin. The extra virgin olive oil comes from the fruit of the olive, and the virgin comes from the seed of the oil. Strangely enough, there doesn't seem to be too much difference between, because I expected there'd be a lot more polyunsaturated fats in the seeds, but apparently not, which is a good question to ask Ray Pete about. Peanut oil has almost no omega-3s, and in my research, surprisingly enough, I found that omega-3 is the only one that can cause yellow fat disease. You can get many other syndromes, I'm sure, from omega-6, but you can't get it from, you, you can only get yellow fat disease from omega-3s. DuPont knows it, Calix knows it, and Monsanto knows it. They've been making a fortune on the difference by fighting linoleic acid, that's another word for omega-3s, and promoting omega-3s another word for linoleic and the people fall for it hmm. it's like the scam do you, you've heard about how phytates are so bad for you then why do they sell them in a health food store under another name ip6 it works for cancer it's wonderful because they take it out of the phytates which you could get for free or for the cost of buying your food and then they sell it for 39.99 a bottle at a health food <laughs> store I, these guys are egregious so poofas are different from omega-3s, right? Well... Because Ray uh, Pete's really down on PUFAs, right? PUFA is the larger category. Oh. You actually have omega-6s technically would be polyunsaturated fatty acids, right. and, and uh, omega-3s would be highly unsaturated uh, fatty acids, or HUFAs. So it's PUFAs and HUFAs. HUFAs. Sounds like a loofah. So, so if you're just doing like a poofa, like, um, I don't know, what's a poofa like would be even organic canola oil, which we don't recommend. What does that do to the body? Similar to omega-3s? Uh, they have less, uh, I think canola oil has other things that are not good in it. Right. Because it comes from uh, rapeseed oil right. and things like that. Right. But they're actually lower in... Uh, in omega-3s. That's why Monsanto would, they used to feed fish 
because they didn't want to spend the money on sardines and anchovies and all that kind of stuff to feed them. They would feed them a combination of soy oil or soy meal, I should say, and cornmeal. Well, Monsanto found out that the soy meal gave them yellow fat disease, but the cornmeal didn't. So they made a genetic form of soy that they put back. And now here's the difference. Do you think you can run your car on fish oil? No, because it would explode. There actually are laws fixed that you have to have ethoxyquin, a Monsanto chemical, in a boat to even transport fish meal, Less, not, not even the oil. You have to have it. It's Coast Guard rules in, all, in the United States and a lot of other countries, too, because linolenic oil or flax oil, if you put a rag by it, it will spontaneously corrupt. Uh, uh, combust but with fish oil it will you don't need a rag it explodes Hmm. it has blown up ships all over the place Hmm. there's been hundreds of ships uh blew up before they passed these rules about putting ethoxyquin or uh there's three other major chemicals uh that do the same thing they're sold from uh fracking companies too besides DuPont and other companies. Monsanto has been aware of the dangers of omega-3 fatty acids since the 60s when they first came up with uh, glyphosate and rather other chemicals hmm. back in the day. So so even say the best, even like from um, our one of our sponsors, uh, uh, Andreas, and if you have an organic uh, sunflower oil from, you know, with no uh, antioxidants because of the way he does it, would that PUFA, uh, not necessarily, let's not focus on him because that's not fair, but just a, a good sunflower oil that's well made, that PUFA, would that be harmful to the body in any way? I think there. I think it's lower in omega-3s. So sure. the people who would be more, uh, see, I really can't tell you about the omega-6s, how bad they are. It a is, lot of people claim they're so really, really, really bad. So that's really the issue with PUFAs is omega-6s, right? Yeah, but yeah. your research omega threes are the only ones that cause huh. yellow fat disease. <laughs> but so so poof, uh, Ray Preet's kind of down on poofas. You're suggesting, and you know how much we love the guy. It could be mo- overblown, and we you've not seen a lot of research uh, going with the whole poofa thing. Uh, Maybe not. Okay. Ironically, he's the first person I learned about yellow fat disease. I I heard him mention it several times. I listened to, he was on, I think on your first interview with him way back in 2012, 2013. I first heard it. I didn't look it up. So one day, one faithful day, 2015 or something, I'm going to look that up. Holy cow, did my world change. (laughs) It turned upside down. I couldn't believe it. How can they not make this connection? Bears get yellow fat disease. Salmon gets yellow fat disease. Everything. It's a chronological marker of aging is lipofuscin. Actually, you can tell on animals that eat specific diet how old they are by the lipofuscin. Well, human beings have a choice. We're omnivores. We can eat just about everything. So they lie about it being a chronological marker of aging. It's a biological marker of aging. Your diet can control how much or how little you're going to get. And... You're stuck with it if you eat a lot of them. It's interesting. I I wonder why bears and other species would eat something. 
I guess it's just uh, just like humans do that that could possibly hurt them or or cause them to not live as long. They just don't know survival, but yes. they don't see. It's it's a fiction that they all eat salmon before hibernation. Oh, what about inland bears that don't have salmon? They live longer than the ones that do, <laughs> because if you're at the ocean, if if you're going to eat a fish because you have nothing else to eat, well sea people and sea life lives at shorter times at the tide pools you get deep in the water it's a whole different story because dha can protect you but here's another question how is one of the deepest fish in cold water the orange ruffy has the lowest dha and it survives fine in deep water so orange ruffy is a good fish to eat and it can live 150 to 200 years. The salmon, which is just loaded with oil, uh, 10 to 20 times more oil than a tuna even, and yet they only live three to five years. That's got to tell the you. Difference that's got to tell you something, do, right? Yeah. 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 So, do we want to eat something that lives three to five years, or do we want, want to eat something that lives for 300, 400, 500? Well, we want to live to eat the longest living animal possible. So we are we, what we eat. Should we? I heard that somewhere. Should we? Should we? Should we eat shark meat? Day? I mean, sharks eat a, live a long time, don't they? Which one? Shark. Shark. I mean, they don't they yeah, live a oh, long time? Yeah. But here's the problem. No. Uh, it, it, they live very deep. There is a shark in the Arctic that lives maybe a thousand years, Whoa. maybe twelve hundred years. Whoa. It's loaded with DHA. But when you get, you have that type of oil, like ten, twenty, thirty oil, all the different oils for altitudes and things like that. Well, it's great if if you eat a shark and you're at a thousand feet deep under the water or 300 feet deep it's going to make extend your life but up on the shore where the pressure is so different it's like a different thing you know people complain about i'm going to eat the local food because the climate is different down in uh in uh india than it is here so it's going to make a difference well the climate below the ocean is so much more different than the climate in the equator or the Tropic of Cancer or someplace, but people don't even factor that into the equation. But isn't isn't the climate into these um, 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 salmon that's different too? So why would it matter if they only live five years? Because they because they live in now that's a, an interesting thing. DHA obviously doesn't protect them, but here's the truth. They don't live all that time deeply. They come out and spawn in the stream. stream. And actually, if the temperature gets up to a certain degree, just one or two degrees, they suddenly just die. They don't even get to spawn. So in heat waves, the salmon are just lying dead all, all over the place. Now, when they do make it, they die. I've been up to Lake Tahoe and seen millions, not millions, but <laughs> hundreds of salmons all... Uh, laying their eggs and just dropping dead and uh, water is polluted with all these salmons dying maybe it's just frying up maybe it's just uh, 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 oxidizing the oil in them or something like that you know it does because they're in the wrong they're in the wrong climate they're eating in the wrong uh, growth zone (laughs) and in farm salmon it's even worse they have about 20 times more 
than a regular tuna. A wild tuna at least is only about 10 times more oil. But a farmed oil, they store the oil because they become big and fat. It's like the difference between eating an athlete and eating a big tub of lard. Boy, I, I agree. Boy, I don't mess with farm-raised stuff at all. I mean, I don't care what they say, right, that they feed them, it's good. You know, they claim you can get organic feed, but I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, almost all fish are raised farm-raised now. In fact, I had a bet with my, uh, with my co-author of Yes, No, Maybe. So we went in and asked a butcher, which of these fish are, not, are wild? Uh, and he said all of them, except the swordfish, obviously, because you don't raise swordfish in a farm. But everything else in this counter off-season was not wild. It was all farm-raised from Yeah, but they're supposed to be it. labeled. In HEB, they tell you exactly if it's been frozen, if it's fresh, if it's wild-caught, or farm-raised. That so, is great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, yeah, man. I mean, there's, I think it's almost a law. You have to label it. And the, and sort an origin. You have to name the where it's from and if it's fresh, frozen, farm-raised, or supposed to. They, they get around it. Sometimes they say wild salmon caught in, or caught in off Alaska. But then they take it in and farm-raise it after they catch it. <laughs> they, they, in other words, you can do a two-process, a two and that apparently is legal. I think some states may have laws against it, but you can't trust these people. Yeah. There's actually, Adam, a, a labeled organic USDA salmon at H-E-B, and what they do is they, they're in the ocean, but they have them in nets. And so they just feed them organic food, and they call it form, they call it organic salmon. You know, I, I don't you know, I don't know what it does to the poof or, or the you know any of that other stuff too. Interesting. But, but after hanging with you guys, I don't do salmon anymore. And you know, I don't miss it because it was kind of a heavy, oily thing. You know, I just a sole and, and cod. You know, I like those much better. They're lighter. Yep, I'm glad I picked tuna. I didn't, I heard that salmon was so much better, but I didn't have the money to buy it. And I particularly liked the red salmon, not the pink salmon, which was like $5 a can. Tuna was going for, what, 89 cents a can. Yeah. Do the math. So I figured, hey, I could use the money for something else. But I could you, buy you, books with it. You've told us you, you OD'd on the tuna, right? And that's what really got you in the problem. And was all the omega-3s? Well, you yep, have 180 pounds of tuna a, a year. 180 <laughs> pounds. I did the math. <laughs> well, tuna salad well made is kind of fun. Mayonnaise and relish. And <laughs> oh, man. Man, I loved it. Yeah. May I think I love the mayo. Yeah. Tuna by itself doesn't taste good, but with mayo and olives and uh, garlic and things like that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They have all these onions. They have all these little um, hippie you know fake mayonnaise like with avocado oil and all these things and I never tasted any of them that I really liked so now I found a Hellman's Hellman's at H-E-B organic mayonnaise man these guys know how to make they've been making mayonnaise since the beginning of time and it's an organic one and boy that's that's what you want the taste right I mean whoo eggs and you want to hear the greatest all-time sucker story of all time <laughs> <What>? <laughs> there was a product called Lessonase I don't want to confuse it with some other products because I think there's a new lessonase out. But back then it was a big thing. Eggless mayonnaise, lessonase. I tasted it and 
told people it's the only one that tastes like real eggs. The other ones don't taste like real eggs. I spent about $900 buying that stuff at about $5 a quart. Ate it and ate it and ate and gobbled it down. Finally, it was missing in the health food store. So I asked the owner of a movable feast in Houston, John Fain, uh, what happened to the lessonets? And he took me in the back room and said, what they were doing is taking Hellman's mayonnaise, taking <laughs> off the labels and putting their eggless mayonnaise on it and selling it. Okay. So I was paying close to $5 a quart for something that was going for 49 cents at Safeway back That's in hilarious. the day. That's hilarious. Guy boy, you got to be careful, man. Sucker, right, right across my forehead. Sucker. <laughs> ah, well. I've been playing around with um, more oysters. You know, Ray Pete's a big oyster fan, so we can... We can get fresh fresh oysters at the H-E-B, and they're good. And also, I bought some smoked oysters, too. And it looks like they're, I think they're from Portugal or somewhere, and they just smoke these oysters on wood, and that's all they do. And I don't know why he likes oysters. Do you know why he's a big oyster fan? Uh, the copper is one thing, but there's other things, too. Uh, uh, there's a whole thing about copper being uh, deficient in our diet. And actually... The average person gets too much copper. Yeah. But the good news is our body detoxifies copper so well, you can get 10 times as much and have no problem with it. But here's the thing about oysters. A lot of people don't know that back at the founding of this country, say about 1810, it was a big thing eating oysters. Really? Many, many Americans did it. They would ship them out from the Erie Canal out west, when they started going spoil, spoiled, they actually invented the refrigerated cars specifically for oysters. I'll be done. It was so big in New York City, everybody ate oysters. But then, in the 1920s, the, the area around New York became so polluted, they stopped eating oysters. So nobody was eating them during the 30s and during the Second World War, now that they have started to clean up New York, I think back in the 80s, oysters are back in vogue again. Hmm. So I guess they're pretty good food. He likes shrimp too, right, Pete? And I, I like shrimp. I used to eat <coughs> shrimp uh, back in the day because uh, Donald Lay told me uh, I, I was staying up all the time because he didn't sleep. And I was getting this crap in my eyes you know like uh like uh, yeah. rocks in my eyes he said go have a plate of oysters at kidney time at exactly six thirty, and that'll stop so one day i found myself in bob's big boy and they had shrimp on sale all you could eat so i ate a whole plate of it and then i never had a problem for a couple of years after that where i could stay up as long as i wanted and not have that gravel in the eyes what do you suppose that was you know, I, I can't even say what the heck that was about. Adonis said shrimp would solve it, so I went and did it. It solved it for me. Maybe it was placebo effect. I don't know, but I didn't have the problem well, I'm going to have some. I don't, I don't have that in my eyes, but it'll be fun. Just So shrimp, what time? Uh, yeah, it's 6.30. Exactly 6.30, he said. Same thing you do for the, uh, the, the teeth thing where you take the, uh, the cheddar cheese and the garlic and the onion. For some reason, it's... Uh, very important solar time. Well, it's interesting. You know, I mean, you just never know about these things. The oysters thing, uh, 
they had a lot of bad rap on them for years, right? Before you talked to Ray Peters, like they're dirty, they're they're bottom feeders, and I don't know, I mean, a million different things. And well, you never mess with them because you hear all this stuff. And then, of course, oysters are supposedly really good for um, um, sexuality, you know, that kind of a you know sexual thing. And, but I, you know, I ate a dozen of them one time, and only ten of them worked. So. I, <laughs> <laughs> Oysters are he she's. Did you know that? They they're, change sex on demand. Oh, good. They're transhuman. No wonder. No wonder they're they're great. If there's not enough females, they turn a certain percentage turns females, so See? they can always get the quotient. They never run out of males or females. Oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to eat oysters now. If I could just start <laughs> after that, possibly go trans. Maybe that's know? what's happening in our society now. <laughs> that's it's the oysters. Oysters are he she's. Oh, great. Uh, here's an email for you. What foods or supplements are the most effective at safely removing endotoxins from the digestive tract? Endotoxins. dun da da dun Sun-synchronized nutrition. Eat on time, have three bowel movements a day, and then they come out. The, uh, the whole endotoxin thing is, uh, is because the bowels don't move. Hmm. And then you get a buildup of things in your colon, just like Bernard Jensen, all those people were pretty much right on about that. You just don't get that type of crud that you see there. But you do get problems. Endotoxins would work, are hard to build up if you have three to four bowel movements at a time. Now, people say, what about a carnivore? They can't do that. They did experiments on lions in cages, fed them nothing but meat. Sometimes they give them some other things. And they still have four bowel movements a day. Hmm. So how come humans don't? I have, I have a three to eight bowel movements a day. Keeps me on the toilet a lot of times. Just eating on time and not doing anything else special. Just eating That's all I did. And believe me, I didn't go that many times before I started solar. And it's taken me years to build up to three to eight times. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's kind of humorous here. If I go downstairs because the temperature is different, I have to, I walk downstairs and I run upstairs to the bathroom. And vibrant gal will hear me jet propel going park, 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 run into the corner. And also, if I go out and touch my car, it makes me have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that I can't figure yeah, out. Oftentimes, if I drink a, uh, like 16 ounces of water, the hydrogen water, phew, man, that, what's up with that? How can water in your stomach affect the colon like that? And you got to go. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, very dramatically. You know, hydrogen is very important for hydrochloric acid in our mm. stomach, too. Uh-huh. Uh, salt is very important. When people take salt, the salt has sodium and chloride. Well, the uh, chloride goes down, joins with the hydrogen in the water, makes hydrogen chloride, which is hydrochloric acid. Then the sodium goes loose, joins with the bicarbonate, gets filtered in through the diodenum and then you have alkalinity there so salt is extremely important for digestion yeah also Ray Pete uh, says sometimes if you wake up in the middle of the night a little salty snack will help you go right to back to and every now and then I'll take some of the that uh, salt that I use what do you call that you know that stuff is just um, you know you know it's, uh, and put some salt in your mouth it's pretty fun Helps you go to sleep. I just use that pickling and canning salt. Yeah. 
Is that what salt you use? Yep. The pickling and canning salt? Uh, a, a little different one. It's mine is actually made by uh, Cargyle of yeah. all things, yeah. uh, but it's pure salt. Pure so salt. Yeah. I'll take it. If they're going to make clear salt, and it has no other ingredients, no iodine, no minerals, just plain salt. That's yeah. all I want. I get my minerals from food. Why do I need it from salt? Why do you need it from salt? So you still eating? And in salt, you never know what you're getting. You could be getting uranium in it, like some of the sea salt off of France and off of Britain is has uranium in it I and all I, kinds of pollutants. I, I know people spending billions of dollars for this fancy sea salt, and Ray Pete and you have said, "No, not a good idea, man. Just get pickling. It's like a buck fifty at the HEB, a big thing of pure salt. That's it." That's, and Dr. Huggins used to talk about that, remember? He said that's yep. the only salt you should be eating, Patrick. Don't eat that other stuff. We buy it in, I think, five-pound containers. Do yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Go salt. Go through a lot of it, too. Uh, me, too. Um, Carol wants to know how much oh, colostrum does your listener from Spain take throughout the day and how often? Okay, well, maybe she's still listening and she'll respond to Carol. All right, here's another that's question. That's someone else's question, I guess, because I don't take colostrum yeah, at this time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a that good was, product. That was for, um, for Eva in, from Spain. Hi, Adam and Patrick. Could you guys update us on your experiments with the hormones? For example, Adam is trying pregnenolone, progesterone, thyroid. Oh, I think we've already done that. See? You must have been... In the morning, pretty much. Uh, it's making me smarter. That's all I can say. I see, we'll I'm, see I'm how take long some. it... But, it gives me a lot of energy. I'll get up and I'll go outside and water the plants and I work on my car and I come in. I do extra blogs. I'm writing another book, which I promised I wouldn't do anymore, and on and on. Interesting. It's, I wonder, and you have no idea what mechanism it's working on, huh? I have no idea. <laughs> this is brand new to me, Patrick. <laughs> well, hey, you know, proof is in the pudding, brother. You know, what can you say, right? It's like, okay. Um, how do you spell pregnenolone, and is this over-the-counter? Yeah. How do you spell it? Uh, spell it. P-R-E-G-N-E-N-O-L-O-N-E. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's just over-the-counter. I'm a real visual person. It's over-the-counter. You can get it at a hippie food store anywhere on the Internet. Yeah, I, it was on sale for fourteen ninety five. so I bought four bottles last visit. <laughs> I'll be done. And you're taking 50 milligrams. Um, one a day. One a Barbara day. Barbara Gal just takes a pinch. A pinch. Because it relaxes her too much. <laughs> she oh. finds it relaxing. Now, this is weird. Uh, they say that children react to speed where they, uh, they actually relax on speed. I never grew up, apparently, because when I was experimenting with drugs, Secanol would make me run around on reds. But when I took any kind of upper amphetamine, Benzedrine, whatever, I would just sit there and spin and <laughs> couldn't move. So, pregnenolone gives me all kinds of energy. It makes Vibrant Gal so relaxed, she can't take a whole I'll capsule of 40. She takes about five uh, uh, at a time. Isn't that interesting? A little pinch. Yeah. A little, and you're doing, you're doing about 10 milligrams of the DHEA with it, correct? With it, yep. And what Ray Pete claims if you take DHEA by itself, it could turn to estrogen. 
Which and we don't want. Estrogen, right? of course, is not a female hormone. We've been duped. Women have been duped about that. And estrogen is a major cause of cancer, especially when it's combined with omega-3 fatty acids again. Um, I mean, nothing is as it seems. I don't even know what to believe anything anymore. I don't even, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, whatever. People send me stuff, you know, and I just look at it like, like a deer in the headlights, you know? It's like, okay. You know, it's actually medical mythology. Hmm. Let's take an example, structured water. No one teaches that, but what does structured water mean? There are no membranes. There are no proton pumps. There's no calcium pumps, sodium pumps, all of that. It doesn't exist, and yet every doctor is taught that estrogen has receptors. There are no receptors. It's all false. As soon as you say, you take this because the receptor takes it up, beep, 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 the BS uh, warning goes out. They're, they're not telling the truth. Well, actually, they're telling their truth, but it's not the truth. It's not biology. It's fiction taught in medical school. And just about everything, you know, you could actually do better by doing exactly opposite what they're telling yeah. you. You could actually have a better chance of surviving. Seriously. I'm, I agree. Just, you know, just... Unless you have a broken bone, man, just try to stay out of their way because there's nothing they've got that... I get so many people with cancer and ask, what should I do? And first place I send them is to Melissa Sell. She's going to be on next week and to German New Medicine and just start to try to figure out why, why they, how they created it because in my opinion, and I don't do medical advice, but if you go to the doctor and start messing around with cancer, it's not going to end well. Chemo and radiation are so barbaric, and so uh, there are so many options. Of it. There are actually multiple options available, from Zenkui to uh, Dr. Beard's method to Otto Warburg's method, which not is not about sugar, by the way. It's about <laughs> omega-3 fatty acids, and uh, William uh, William Koch's ideas, William Coley's ideas. Those are all valid. Lloyd J. Olds, but they don't teach those. Those, In fact, Lloyd J. O. is one of the most famous medical doctors of all time. He has a Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. Do they mention that he got uh, John Beard off the quack list, that he got William Coley off the quack list, that he was a supporter of, uh, of uh, Zeng Kui and all of that? They don't even mention it. I think his death leaving early might not have been an accident. Yeah, you think? Along with, uh, what's-his-face, Kerry uh, Mullis, right, in the PCR test. Man, that was no accident. Come on. Right? Nope. right? I actually talked to him on the phone. Did I you? told him about solar nutrition. Did yeah, you? well, he was a, he's, a, he's a surfer, you know. He's a friend of my psychologist friend down in La Jolla. And so she said, you want to talk to this? My friend's a Nobel Prize winner. Want to talk to him? He's open to this kind of stuff. Sure. So really neat guy. And see, look, gone. Do you see where a fellow in California who was going to testify against uh, Trump in the Deutsche Bank scandal, he um, killed himself? <laughs> like that guy who, he killed himself by shooting himself four times. <laughs> <laughs>
Hmm. Something suspicious Something there. curious here. Um, uh, I'm enjoying the show today. Thanks for having Adam on twice a month. You're welcome. We love him. Uh, Lori writes, So does Adam and Vibrant Gal use the early morning body temperature like Ray Pete and Patrick have talked about, uh, the Brona Barnstein, to check their thyroid? I wonder why they don't, if they don't. Okay. We prefer the thyroid test, but we have messed with the uh, temperature, too. Not that much, uh, mm. but we have. Mm. But I like the, uh, the thyroid test. It works very well. You can also uh, test the thyroid through uh, muscle testing. Yeah. Triple just, heater uh, test. Just straight away muscle testing a good kinesiologist. Yeah. That's one way. You know, there is some debate. It's not 100% on. I prefer the Achilles test over that. It's more accurate. And because Carol, muscle testing can get you in trouble. A Donald Lay could change the polarity of everybody in the entire room. Okay. Just by my, So Carol's writing, and she said you guys started to talk about it. So how do you do the thyroid ankle test? I used to know how to do that. Can you, can you explain it or show us? Or? Uh, I can sort of explain it. You get on a, uh, put one knee on a chair, right, and hang your, uh, your your foot over the edge. Then you take a little hammer, very lightly tap it, and it should move. When we tapped mine, it didn't move at all. <laughs> it was absolutely no movement, not even slow movement. A slow movement means your thyroid is. It, it, it should be like the knee test. You know, when you hit the knee with a hammer and it kicks. Same thing should happen with the ankle. And you can find it on YouTube. They have the Achilles test. They may not associate it with thyroid. Some do, some don't. But it's definitely a thyroid test. Uh, Steve Scheiber knows how to do it. He was doing it years before I ever heard about it. So you're, you're actually tapping the Achilles tendon in the back and, and have the foot in a place where it can move a little bit, right? And, should and jump. then the foot will jump. It should jump. Fiber gals was fine. She's never had a thyroid problem. It's been other things. And when you hit yours, it didn't jump. It didn't do anything. It didn't move at all. We <laughs> tried. Kept hitting it from all angles. <laughs> nothing. But finally, after I was doing the oranges and doing a lot of Ray Pete suggestions, it starts moving. It's just slower than vibrant gals. Yeah, I have to check that. I've never done that one, and that's what it is. And you could, you could YouTube uh, uh, Achilles. Achilles heel test or something like that and probably find it, right? Pretty easily. I, pro- I can probably find it and send it to you. Yeah. Well, people can find it. Um, yeah. It's, it's easy. Why does DHA EPA have so much evidence the brain benefits from use? Oh. Because they want it to. <laughs> yeah, they just make it up, right? Yeah. Here's another thing. Why did, when you had a backache, you used to go to doctors and they irradiated you with radiation and you felt great. So, but there's side effects. My question is to these people who say how great it is and how many millions of tests there are out there, why if you put any animal and put uh, yellow fat disease, you will get it. I'm talking insects, I'm talking cats, dogs, Horses, alligators, crocodiles, bears, raccoons, minks, any of them are out there, and human beings too. Why are they so interested in lipofuscin? And why does it always connect? 
Well, with the if you look at the uh, Amiga threes and study it, you will find a lot of people who don't go along with the program. Uh, by the way, but go in the back door. The front door is totally BS. Not only that, but I got to tell you something else. When I first discovered yellow fat disease, I caused such a commotion that the hits on Google, you know, if you put in yellow fat disease in quotation marks, it said 8,500. Well, when I started writing blogs on one radio network, mostly, uh, it kept going up because people were starting to find out about it. Pass it around. 9,000, 10,000, 12,000, 14,000. I watched it over five months. 26,000 hits suddenly drops to 8,000. So for the last three years, how come it's 7,500, a thousand lower than before I mentioned it? How come Wikipedia mentions yellow fat disease, gives six possible reasons for it, never mentions omega-3? If you go to a veterinarian with your cat, He'll say, don't eat tuna. It will give them yellow fat disease. But then they don't know that that tuna is DHA and EPA. So they recommend your cat have DHA and EPA. And then they get all those big lumps on their body and die early, uh, several years earlier than they would because they don't know the difference. Any Probably any vet who treats horses, cats, or dogs will know about yellow fat disease. But they don't want humans to know about it. So, um, so these uh, they call them lipomas. These lumps are pretty much yellow fat disease, right? Hmm. Uh, by the way, different animals have different resistances to it. Horses are one of the worst. Cows do a little better, but cows' livers get full of lipofuscin to protect the rest of their body from it. But horses. You suffer miserably from it. Minks are particularly uh, uh, susceptible. And the worst of all is alligators and crocodiles. Hmm. If you feed them DHA and EPA, they turn to rubber and swell up. So Within do, a matter of months, how do horses, you can't make this stuff up. How do horses and cows get it? What if they just eat grass? They won't, they won't get it. They're okay? Grass is loaded with omega-3 fatty acids. Oh, really? Grass is. It is. What loaded. Would you, yeah. What would you feed That's horses you better? Want, oats or something? Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> the grass is okay for cows, but grass wasn't cows' original uh, uh, form of food. They ate a variety of other plants that were around. Some of them not good for them, by the way. Whatever was handy. But we now have these pastures with grass that has been genetically modified look up how many grasses are modified kentucky bluegrass all of those they have patents on them (laughs) there are hundreds of patents on grass they started with golf courses and lawns and things like that now it goes into pastures and now they're going to even make uh they're going to put gmo camel milk because Camel milk is poisonous to some people, so they're going to put in another gene <laughs> in camel. They've already done it. These people are out of control. <laughs> they're just crazy. But if you if you had just regular old grass that's not been GMO'd, could that be beneficial for horses, horses and cows? Uh, it gives them yellow fat disease. <laughs> so what the hell are but they supposed to eat? What are they supposed to eat? Uh, they have a whole bunch of different foods. Uh, I'm, I'm no expert okay. on horses, but I know they eat more than just grass, and they can't eat oats and things like that. Yeah. 
and they can get vitamin D from the dried foods. Do you know, here's the strange thing. You can grow plants out in the field and they won't have vitamin D, but then when you dry them and expose them to the sun, they're loaded with vitamin D. What's that about? <laughs> I, tell you I don't what. even have an answer for that because the scientists won't tell you. <laughs> Certainly more grist for the mill of uh, just don't mess with Mother Nature, huh? Holy cow. Uh, let's see. I'm doing a liver flush tonight, but I'm not sure if I'm doing the solar time correctly because of daylight savings time. Would 10 liver time be around 11 or 9 p.m.? It comes out to 32 minutes more besides. Let's see. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, first off, we're on daylight savings. So you just want to back up an hour. Right. Definitely. Right. But liver is but liver is, is one in the morning. So um, you've you've taught us that to Lynn that liver cleansing time is two AM solar, right? Two AM solar. Boom. If you liver time is that time, but liver fleshing time is at small intestine time at about Two in the afternoon right. is the best time. It's, it's the shunt. It's the 12 hours. So Lynn Adam has taught that 2 p.m. solar solar is the best time to do a coffee enema, right? The best time. Yep. So you back it up now. I, I have even found in a medical textbook, they have 2 o'clock liver glycogen time. It, this is in a textbook. Wow. And 2 o'clock in the afternoon is liver biliary time. And, and of course, the bile is what clings you. Right. By the way, if people want copper, eat bile. That's how copper gets eliminated. So, so bile will have 10 times more copper in than liver will. For those who really want to get where more you copper. Gonna, where are you going to get bile? for good, good. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh, they actually sell bear bile and things like that to people for certain conditions. I don't even remember what they sell it for now. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> ancestral supplements uh, that I got a bottle of that I haven't messed with much. I bought some thyroid. It's just a thyroid from a from a cow, you know. But I tell you what, I took some, I took one of those and I felt weird. Um, and Ray Pete says, you just don't know how much of anything you're getting when you do a desiccated thyroid beef thing you know it's almost better to do a cytomel so you know that it's standardized or something I don't know but I didn't like it sometimes it's better by the way I remember why you take bear bile why it's for gallstones oh I'm sure you can buy bear bile bile on sale somewhere you know if you look. yeah it's kind of, it's cruel but china does it i think it's illegal in this country but they have bears and they, they take their gallbladder no and, let's not do that i guess yeah. they kill eat yeah. bear meat so like in france they eat horse meat viper so gal ate horse meat there that's a common food really i don't think i want to do it. so to lynn the best time according to adam to do a liver flush coffee enema would be 2 p.m solar time in the afternoon 2 p.m. and then if on daylight savings then it's going to be 3 and if you really want to get geeky join up to solartiming.com and he's got a little thing there and you can put in your latitude and longitude thing and you know exactly what the solar time that's what I do so when I do a coffee enema it's 3.30 for me in the afternoon I've got to figure it figured out 3.30 so I'm an hour and a half off of 
that's so that's what I do. That's what I do. So you can do that. So I got to do another commercial here because I'm kind of behind. Stay, stay right there, Adam. So much fun talking to you, Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone. Um, um, Elk Velvet's on sale. We're with Daniel Vitalis from Sir Thrival. Is it fair to say, Daniel, that the Elk Velvet Adler could be a pro-euthanine kind of product as well as a kind of a pro-sexual kind of a product? You know, it's a little bit of both and much more than that as well. You know, if you think about the antlers of an elk or a deer or a moose, these are the most rapidly growing mammalian tissues in nature. And they fall off every year and they regenerate the following year. In order to do that, they contain a lot of hormonal substances that cause tissues to grow really rapidly. So it's kind of like putting the youthful vigor of you know your prime back into your bloodstream. At the same time that it's doing that, though, it's nourishing all the joints. It's nourishing all the connective of tissue of the body, keeping it elastic and juicy. So it's kind of like if you could combine a, a nature-based steroid with an ultra-concentrated collagen-enriched bone broth. And if you put those two things together, that'd give you something like what elk antler does, especially in this alcohol extract, which allows you to really absorb all those hormonal substances and all those growth factors that really keep tissues youthful and elastic. This great elk. Yeah, baby. And it's on sale right now. And if you think it doesn't, uh, isn't have a little power to it, uh, elk velvet, uh, elk antler is banned in some countries. For use, for use before Olympic sports. Hmm, could make you stronger. Uh, use promo code Strong Twenty right now. Twenty percent off. Pretty cool. Twenty percent off on all Elk Velvet products on Sir Thrival through OneRadioNetwork.com. I'm getting me a bottle because I'm about run out. I like it. Use promo code Strong Twenty. Twenty percent code uh, off on all Elk velvet products if you've ever had ginseng real ginseng no not the circle k kind that you get at the truck stop uh check this out previously with brandon amalani of shen blossom talking about our very special ginseng and you don't want something that's been corrupted coming into your body like the ginseng is a super important example of that you know when you're using aggressive alcohols and solvents it has a it has a strange effect with um, ginseng in the sense that when you're not only over processing it but putting it in really aggressive alcohols, what's going to happen is that you're going to flip the chemistry on some of the uh, androgenic. Naturally, it's androgenic. It's going to basically protect the telomeres and and add life to the body and and protect the genetic replication of the cells. But it's also going to boost the androgens and boost the the male hormones in the body. But if you incubate it in a really aggressive alcohol, it flips those to become estrogenic. Now, estrogens, phytoestrogens are not necessarily bad in balance, but you really don't want that with your ginseng, especially if you're getting like a really high quality, a really old root, something that's very special. You want to like treat it with care and make sure it's delivering what ginseng has to offer. Just a short clip from Brandon talking about the way they do the ginseng, just to give you a better idea of where this company is coming from, the quality and the ethics. Brandon, and the Shen Blossom link on OneRadioNetwork.com. You can hear Brandon. I mean, think of, you know, the way he talks about this stuff and the way he does it, not just talks about it, is to me just so valuable. He's a um, um, Qigong, uh, Chinese medicine guy, and he has a whole uh, lineage of people that he works with to... Uh, 
to make these products. And some of these recipes are uh, very old, and some of them are like, well, they're just kind of um, kind of sacred, kind of uh, spiritual things, and they can't even share a lot of the different uh, way they do things. So this is a company that has exceptional products that you're just not going to find anywhere else. And, you know, there's a lot, you know, I mean, you could put in ginseng and, and Googles and probably get 5,000 hits and you have no idea, you know, uh, where it's coming from or who's making it or anything, you know, how old it is. You don't know. have no idea. So rather than spend your money there, we encourage you to spend your money uh, with uh, Shen Blossom. Uh, all of his products are like this. The Hoshi Wu, I take it. Hoshi Wu, I've been taking it, oh, two or three times a, a day, which is a real kidney elixir here. And I've seen some, I felt some real movement uh, with, because uh, I did a, I did a whole thing um, with, um, oh, the IRS uh, 10 years ago. And believe me, there was some fear involved there. So I could, I, you know, I've done some spiritual work on that one. And, known that the fear thing uh, was in my past and uh, uh, fear in the kidney will, you know, will kind of make things not happy. So I've been doing the Hoshi Wu and uh, kidneys, fear, phew, huge. And uh, you can do the Hoshi Wu from Shen Blossom and uh, uh, baby, yeah, it'll float your boat. Molecular hydrogen, proven in peer-reviewed studies, lots of them, to be one of the best antioxidants and energy bunnies for our cells. And on a recent show, Dr. Mark Circus, author of over 30 books, talks about it. Just by being alive and eating, we have inflammation, and they have that inside the cells. Well, the, the hydrogen gas cools the fires that we, when we oxidize oxygen and food, is a byproduct, and the, these free radicals, and some of them are good, but some of them just hurt inside the cell. And the hydrogen stimulates the process and then cools it at the, at the end of the process. So it's kind of a perfect medical substance. Interesting. Well, now you can safely and easily get hydrogen gas, breathe it, bubble hydrogen in your water, drink it, by getting an AquaCure machine that George Wiseman has worked on for a lot of years. I have one, and man, it works great. It's really fun. I'll be telling you more about it. Use promo code One Radio if you like. Use promo code One Radio for our twenty percent deal, Patrick. You're just out of out of date there, baby. Twenty percent promo code One Radio on the hydrogen machine. We drink at least uh, two quarts of the water every day. I'm about 130 pounds, so that's about half my body weight. And you know, do the math, and then uh, breathe the gas as much as I can so I'm downstairs working on my writing projects and um, that's what I do and I feel great um, I just I don't know everything that's going on with hydrogen but it's a food so you know I'm into it whatever it is I'm I'm going to do it I'll just keep doing it hydrogen the AquaCure machine Brown's gas you can google around now you're going to find um, machines that are even at the 20% or less money than what George does, but George, he's probably the most knowledgeable guy, knowledgeable men on hydrogen machines on the on uh, this flat Earth plane, and um, he has safety features that just nobody else has, 
And it's a very powerful molecule, hydrogen. I mean, you know, you can do run buses and cars on hydrogen. That's probably going to be the one of the energy mm, substances of the future. I think that's where we're going to go with it. So you want to be careful with it, but George has got machine or, uh, you know, double double back safety features. So if anything is not right, the water gets low, gets high or whatever, it just shuts off and puts out a little alarm. So he's got it set up like that. As George says, there's a lot of hydrogen machines out there. A lot of them are good, but he thinks that he makes the best one. That's what George says. And you know, George, that's what he says. I think he does too. Try it. Uh, now's a good time to buy it. Promo code one radio, 20% discount on oneradionetwork.com. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> With Adam the Bergstrom, that we've uh, mused at times that he's not from this planet or this earth plane, but somebody then, I, after I said that the other day, somebody emailed and said he's just in a different reality, which is right. That's <laughs> right. And now with pregnant, I don't know, just my, I don't know. Jeez. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to try today, and I'll let you know the next time we talk if I go crazy or get smarter. <clears throat> Let's see here. More emails before we go. Um, okay. Omega-6 are harmful for many reasons, specifically by making prostaglandins and leukotrienes, L-E-U-K-O-T-R-I-E-N-E-S, leukotrienes, leukotrienes, lipid peroxides, they are anti-thyroid pro-estrogen. Is that right? Has that man write the book? (laughs) So he's right. Yeah, sure, I agree with that. Yeah. I just, that's about all I know. That would be my book. Hmm, that's a short book. That's a short book. <laughs> but oh. it does, omega-3 sixes do have problems, no doubt. You just can't find direct. You can find this, that, 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 that it tends to increase the chances of. With omega-3, it's always yellow fat disease. You start to pile up lipofuscin automatically. It's the only disease or the only food or nutrient, whatever you want to call it, it's not. It's an anti-nutrient that always lasts one way. Otherwise, uh, you eat this food, you might get cancer, you might get heart disease, you might get uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, you might get uh, acne. But but with this, you always get the same thing. <laughs> trying to cut down on acne. Um, Cindy writes, and I've been using pure, clear bear oil on my face good or bad question but well you tell us says how's your face look uh, uh, you know you're looking cuter younger then it's good you're not then it's whatever a bear oil what would you do with bear oil i wonder hmm. <laughs> that's an interesting one yeah. uh you know uh omega-3 fatty acids or omega-6s i don't think you're going to do much harm to your face and sometimes the oil does help your face 
So I don't see a problem because it doesn't really absorb into your, it, it absorbs into your skin, but doesn't go into the rest of your body where it can cause problems. So personally, and check with Ray Pete on this, but I really don't see a problem about smushing fish oil all over your face or whatever. Bear oil, emu oil, carrot oil. Hold on a second, <laughs> I had to change the battery. Well, um... I don't even know they. What would bear oil be? What do they make the oil out of? They cook a bear, or what do they do? <laughs> maybe they do. It seems that would come from China because I didn't think it was illegal. But they maybe they have a way of of draining bears. You know, like uh, like the Maasai used to right. take uh, was it camels and just get get the blood or the cows, the cows and get the blood out of it. Maybe so. That's a new one on me. I've, I've heard of bear oil before, but I didn't realize it was for sale yeah. in the Western countries. So, Cindy, if, if your face is looking good, I just keep doing it. I use uh, castor oil on my face. I like I like castor oil. Um, um, I do it a lot, you know. I don't know. You know, I have a friend of mine in Austin that has a, a lot of women are working for him and they don't put anything on their face they eat solar nutrition and they look about 10 years or younger people have come to the door to sell them something and say how old are you i'm 20 years older my skin looks better than yours why would i need to put that stuff on my face so i think it comes from within there are things to put on your face yes but health comes from within if you're good within your skin's going to be great the whole aging thing and youthing it's all our state of consciousness, right? We just play with stuff just because it gives us something to do, you know, because <laughs> we think that we, yep. we need to intervene, you know. <laughs> if you have a purpose for life and have a heart's desire and you're living it, you're going to live long. It's funny how many villains live so long because they enjoy themselves. Remember Edward Bernays? 103. <laughs> Who was it? David Rockefeller, 101. Rose Kennedy, 103. Sure. Why Why did they live so long? And, of course, people like uh, Albert Hoffman, 105, I think he made it, 104, you know, because he was in the lab having a lot of fun. Uh, Emmanuel Ravisi, 100 years old. And what's her name? Beatrice Woods. She said, I... I get my basically her thrill out of chocolate and young men and she lived 105 <laughs> uh, Lynn <laughs> right sent here us, in Ohio. Lynn sent us a thing that um, you can actually buy ox bile uh, online and evidently it's for people who um, had their gallbladder removed hmm. yeah ox interesting bile. that uh, same company that makes a lot of um, what do you call it uh Different um, supplements, um, uh, Nutricology, you know that one? They do a lot of the systemic enzymes that, that, um, mm-hmm. that they used to, uh, that, um, the fellow in New York, who's the fellow in New York that was Ray Beard, uh, Dr. Beard's kind of guy? Um, P, uh, Dr. Gonzalez used to recommend Nutricology um enzymes for cancer stuff you know so ox bile if you want to get some ox bile just thank thank the ox i get my bear oil i wrote a book about uh, john beard by the way and gonzalez and kelly weren't following his instructions he had a whole different program but they made it 
look like they came. So whether the effectiveness or not, but Beard actually was having effectiveness, and he used about 10 things. Sugar was extremely important, and enzymes for sugar. They left that out. They went into not trypsin, but tryptogen, which is actually not the salivary protein enzyme, but the one in the small intestine, in the... uh, in the uh, pancreas and he injected it he said it wouldn't break down wow now kelly and uh gonzalez said that it did digest but uh, beard claimed it wouldn't so there were differences between their programs and beard used sugar sugar too and the sugar enzyme amylase he used amylase and he said if you're not using amylase you're not following my program (laughs) because a lot of doctors back then said it didn't work he said you didn't use the amylase you're supposed to use amylase and he actually had herbs in his formula too i have the complete formula in the end of that book about beard i forgot the name (laughs) wow wow cindy writes in oh here's the beer she says i get my bear oil from a hunter who killed the bear. Ah, that's huh. one way to do it. But she didn't, still didn't tell us if it's good for... Did you like it on your face, Cindy? Are you going to just leave that a secret or, you know, or what? Does it make... That's doing it the rough way. You <laughs> know, when I was in Texas, I went up to uh, East Texas, but up in the Piney Woods. Yeah. And I, I met a man who had two daughters. I think they were 13 and 14. They would go out and be barefoot all the time go out and shoot a wild pig and skin it and everything and put it in storage lockers at 13 (laughs) just amazing texans astound me (laughs) 13 years old (laughs) here's an email fire made us human cook the food breaks down the cellulose in plants so we can access and assimilate much more nutrition yeah i mean some people argue that Fire is the whole deal. When we start cooking food is when we really start growing our brain or something. Remember that? I read that book, and it's the first time I came across the concept that supposedly meat didn't give us the big brains. Fire gave us the big brains. Mm -hmm. That's the thesis of the book, and it's a very interesting book. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hi there. I enjoy the show. Has Adam used Pearlseum yet? Does he have he ever used it, Pearlseum? Don't have enough teeth left. (laughs) Nothing there anymore. I just let them fall out. I don't trust dentists. And what made your teeth go early on? What was it? What was you know? I I figured out because I had such good teeth uh, in the nineties that I sold blotting brushes, and my teeth were the example. Wow! Wow! You have such good teeth. I had a perfect bite. Doctor Phillips we could uh, would validate it. He'd have me bite, and, and no one else seemed to have it. And I had such a good bite that I went to a uh, kinesiology workshop with about forty people. I was the only one that had a perfect bite that he didn't have to adjust, you know, with the fingertip and all that for the jaw. But then I went to the dentist, and I got talked into getting a gold filling without replacing the others. I made a battery, and plus. The late 90s were very tumultuous to me. I, I basically drove around and lived in my car most of the time, did workshops all over the country, New York to Bellingham, Washington, all over, went through some uh, tumultuous marriage, and uh, I think all of that added up where suddenly I looked at my teeth and they weren't there anymore. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
You know, the teeth are so, as you know, every tooth is to a different organ, right? Every tooth to a different organ, upper and lower. There's no telling. I think we're just scratching the surface of how they, you know, and I, I, I suspect, it, yeah, I suspect you could lose your teeth just by getting too stressed out, like you say. I'm, yep. I don't have yep. any doubt about it. You know, as George Carlin says, wouldn't it be funny if all the newscasters uh, uh, took out their false teeth and we saw what their teeth were really looking like on uh, on media? <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, hello, Adam. Until the universe provides you shortly with the means to build your lab for proper testing, what would you think about the idea of people taking Ravisi-style lipid-bound minerals like selenium and zinc at amounts near the USRDA. Lipid-bound state. What is that? I've never heard of that one. Well, uh, Ravisi actually had a type of selenium that was, let me get this straight, I believe it was a million times, if not several thousand times, more toxic than the toxic form that kills you. But he figured a way to bind it in lipids so it had a super effect Ravisi isn't with us anymore and I don't know if that type of selenium actually exists Ravisi's major point was what makes us acid and alkaline anabolic catabolic entropic or not entropic carbon dioxide or oxygen is lipids it's the first uh, beginning of immunity and everything else he said what makes us acid and alkaline throughout our entire body is fatty acids on one side, we're talking omega-3s, and sterols on the other side. So in his world, omega-3s did have a purpose for therapy, but if you took them on a regular basis, basically omega-3s, you would get an adrenal feedback and it would kick back. So people who are taking cash, uh, cod liver oil, even before I heard of Ray Pete, I would take it once in a while, but I would never take it more than three weeks because of the adrenal pushback hmm. that is clearly happens in Rubisi's research and other research too. So what's the opposite? You said sterols. What are those? Sterols, cholesterol is ah, a good example. And then all the oils that are in plants, the plant sterols that they say, oh, that doesn't have anything to do with cholesterol, but it does. You have sterols, which tend to acidify and build muscle, and you have fatty acids, which tear down muscle. So they do have a purpose. We need some fatty acids to destroy ourselves so we can rebuild them. But we don't want to tear our body down deliberately by getting extra things your liver and heart and organs can handle a certain amount of fatty acids so yeah. uh, if 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 you just eat an occasional salmon nothing's going to happen your liver will process it but if you eat it every day you eat it at the wrong time and then meanwhile you're supplementing with fish oils and you're taking flax oil and you're taking everything else then you're aging yourself. Sure. But otherwise, moderation Mm -hmm. in all things. We don't want to go crazy and become a food Nazi. Yeah, it's just with more and more days that pass under our belt that um, it's just a great argument for eating organic foods on time and, uh, you know, play around with some fun stuff like we do, but pretty much don't try to uh, intervene too much. 
Yeah, you know, don't, tr- don't try to fix stuff. It's not going to kill you. No, no, you know, yeah. it's actually beneficial. Yeah. You get more things out of it. Now, if you went on a steady diet of it, then you might start accumulating some of that. But again, it's about moderation. And I think grass-fed beef, and I mean from the beginning, sometimes grass-fed beef, of course, they just give them some grass at the end, and then, they, you know, how that goes. <laughs> I, I but if you get... Gray. <laughs> he ate grass the other day. I saw him. Beef, I saw him eat grass the other day. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but you can get, um, um, you know, well-labeled, grass-fed, grass-finished. They actually say it on the label. So, I mean, I'm, I, you know, uh, I, I am a little naive, so I believe these things. So that's what I go for until I'm proven wrong, you know. <laughs> because a lot of the stuff... There's other things than yellow fat disease that kill us. So a lot of the bee, the cows fed grains, they get cancers in them, big cancers. A friend of mine was a butcher, and she showed me. I'd go over to, I think it was Safeway or Vaughn's, one of those. She'd show me, hey, look at the cancer. I just cut out of this piece of meat here, and you're buying that meat. And she said she finds cancers every day in the beef that she uh, really? she cuts it out. Hopefully, you're your butcher will cut the cancers out of what you're eating. Yeah. yeah. And folks, you know, don't be shy about finding farmer's markets. And so you can, like in Dripping Springs, I mean, we have beef people and a pig person and chicken people, and you can talk to them, ask them what they feed them. You can tell you, you can just, you know, get their vibes and you know that they're cool because you can just talk to them and tell them they, they're not feeding their, their pigs a lot of stuff I mean um, uh, that's where the action is and then you know what you're getting right then you know what you're getting yeah. we have screened ours we have sure. personal relationships with a lot of them they, they know us uh, and we also know the bad guys one guy at the market works with Bill Gates <laughs> we don't buy anything from him and he says glyphosate I like glyphosate it's good for you <laughs> we avoid him but we have another one one of our paper farmers plays Mozart to his vegetables <laughs> yeah I mean you'd be sure there, there's a fellow that uh, is there that we got some strawberries from and Adam these were the most beautiful looking strawberries I've ever seen it's almost like a wow like a purple reddish thing not like this bright mm. red you see even the organic ones i said wow. is, that, is that the way the color is he said oh yeah that's what when you just pick them that's where they are I, yeah and boy i tasted one it's like man even organic mm. res you know strawberries that you get i and i said well why do they taste so different he says because even in strawberries like from california they ship them here unripe right and they ripen, wow. you know, they ripen. So, I mean, hmm. uh, even the organic food, God love them. I know they try, but who knows, you know. Ours vary here by season. Early in the season, they're not so good. But you get them mid-season, they're really good. So, right. we, we eat them. We had our share. Now we're in... Uh, what season are we into? Uh, we're in cherry season now. Oh. We loaded up on cherries Saturday. Oh, did you? So you just eat the raw mm. cherries? Boy, they're good. Boy, they're messy. It's like eating a beet. You get red paint all yeah. over the place. And cherries would be uh, midday, right? Midday? No, that's uh, that's in the tree. It's morning. Oh, that's right. It'd be morning, that tree, one of the things. Yep. <clears throat> I ate them with my avocados. Sorry about that, Ray Pete. <laughs> By the way, avocados are poisonous to your dog. 
So there may be other things in avocados we don't know about. I never knew that. I don't know about humans having a problem. Yeah. Dogs will, they, they warn you, do not feed an avocado to your dog. I'll be done. I knew about chocolate in dogs, but not avocados. Good information. Chocolate too. Yeah, somehow. Milk chocolate, they can survive, but some of the really dark chocolate, they can have a serious problem with. They usually don't die. They just get really, really sick. Really? Yeah. There's a, um, the same fellow, actually, no, a different person, has these um, just-cut beet sprouts, right? And they're only about this big. I got a pound mm-hmm. of those. You can imagine, they don't weigh much. So, oh, my goodness. I've been cooking those. Whew, wow. <laughs> Man, are they good. Now, I couldn't want to cook those three hours when I need to. The beet, no, they're beet tops. Sorry, not sprouts. Beet tops. Mm-hmm. But they're small. And the yeah, water, really, the smaller ones are more tender. Oh, and the water is like purple. I mean, it's just wow. deep purple. So I didn't want to throw that away. I got one of them in my fridge. I'm just going to drink it, right? I mean, why not? <laughs> really? No. Really? We also get churamoyas here, which are delicious, Ooh. and barhi dates. We buy them by the case. Barhi dates, wow. Yeah, those are so good. We, we can't go back to Medjool's anymore because we actually buy a case of them. I should show you the case we buy. And, they just and ha- for some reason, they last in the refrigerator. So you put a whole case of dates in the refrigerator? <laughs> yeah, it's loaded up. <laughs> the whole top shelf is nothing but Barhi dates. So we, you eat your share of fruit then, I mean, right? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I don't eat a whole lot of fruit. I should start eating some more fruit. You know, I like to... Uh, I've been cooking apples rather than raw, cooking them with a little cinnamon and sugar, and uh, I like that. I like apples. I think Ray Pete would agree with that because he's not a fan of the pectin in apples, and I think he might prefer a cooked apple. Cooked apple, yeah. My body sure prefers it. I don't know. Um, but I'm in, in Ayurveda, and we're going to have an Ayurveda on tomorrow, fellow, but I'm kind of a vata, you know, vata, which is... Um, dry and cold, right? So I need warm and moist to balance that out. So that's why I don't do well with raw foods. And Ayurveda people have told you from the beginning, if you're a vata, mainly, or vata, pitta, the raw foods, you just don't do that. Don't do that. Cook your food. Cook your food. You know. Interesting, right? It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, kid, what do you think? Have we uh, caused enough, <laughs> stirred up enough stuff here today? I think so. We've shook up the NSA, maybe. Oh, yeah. oh Cindy. Talking about real food. Real food. That's a crime. Yeah, and, and Cindy says, yes, I like my bear oil. So she likes it on her face. So we all, right. I want some bear oil. Okay, one more question before we go. Just since Cub came in. Hope I'm not too late. No, just in time. Could you please ask Adam to talk more about donkey milk and CO2 and anything else he can share about it for health? And dare I say, eternal youth or immortality. I think I'd, I'd be able to ask a local former direct to sell me some. Hmm, not much on the internet. It's all censored. Yeah, you can buy donkey milk. I think um, Adam, Amos Miller up in Burdenham, Pennsylvania his farm, he sells donkey milk. It's kind of the rage now. What else do you know about donkey milk and CO2? Here's what I know about it from the British military records that were written about. I've told you about 
the, the mysterious yogi who was buried for 40 days and 40 nights. And the British, they kind of thought they were into eugenics. They thought that Indians were inferior. But then the Indians kept on doing stuff that they couldn't do. And one of the things this guy proved he could be buried for 40 days and 40 nights. So they wanted to find out what he was eating. And all he ate was donkey milk because he said anything else would would generate not enough CO2. (laughs) How did they know about CO2 back then? Well, the British took all the foods they had. I'm sure they didn't have churumoyas and a lot of foods we have today, but everything they had at that time that they could get in India and in England, they investigated the CO2 level. How they did that is a mystery. Uh, I wrote three blogs about it on one radio network you can check out. Uh, I forget the titles, but they're pretty easy to find with your search engine. And basically, the uh, rice was second, I think, well, well, all of the types of milk were, were good, like camel. No, they didn't do camel's milk, but I believe they did goat's milk and others. And rice was okay. All the other foods, you could not be buried because you couldn't store your CO2. Wow. Now, how that works is a mystery to me because when I first heard that thing about the 40-day uh, yogi, I thought it was fiction. I heard about it golly in the 60s i think it was out there and i thought that's not true but then i found that anybody can find the british medical records on the internet and i go clearly into it in three blogs on one radio network as well as on sunsink nutrition what words do you think they should use in our search function there to find those what would you use what words to put in our search engine oh what do you think let's see uh Maybe 40, uh, 40 days, maybe. 40 <laughs> might days. might be a start. Uh, or something. Figure it out. Yeah. What else would I put? Uh, there was actually a British colonel who learned the technique, did the same thing with the uh, donkey milk, and he could be buried for a few days. Well, he, uh, his name I mentioned, it slips my mind because I haven't, uh, I think I wrote those blogs about five years ago six years ago or something like that uh shortly after i started getting into yellow fat disease i wrote this book on mesmerism by the way that probably includes it too it's 171 channel uh, chapters that's my probably my maybe my longest book compared except for the butterflies book i just 171 chapters crazy i just put in donkey milk and uh pulled up a open phones from 2019 where we talked about donkey milk um, um, but back then you said that yogis drink donkey milks to hibernate right that's it in the show page interesting uh, reclaiming it might be under ass's milk ass is that milk. legal to say because sure. well, <laughs> that's what they call this it this could be a blog um, no this is Sunset Nutrition and you write, uh, Adam was inspired by hmm, something about donkeys. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see it on your blog. Maybe we do Adam's blog donkey's milk, maybe, or something like that. Let me see. Well, it probably would take me too long to find it. I'm going to send you okay. the name of the three blogs, and and uh, uh, can I write them on the? Uh, 
on the, uh, under the show and put the list. Is that okay? Oh, sure, baby. Okay, sure. then I'll do that. Sure. Yep. That'd be great. I just put in Adam's blog, Donkey's Milk, and come up with all kinds of blogs. <laughs> Healing the body with raw milk and colostrum, goat milk, cow milk, and milk battle, the health benefits of raw milk. Are these all your blogs? I don't know. Should we get... Uh, I Believe me, I've written so many things ah, who knows? that I find stuff... I wrote that? I don't. <laughs> I barely I remember that. it. I wrote that. <laughs> It like goes in one ear or another. You know, my motto is, and he mounted his horse and rode off in all directions. That's right, in all directions. All right, kiddo, thank you. It's been an honor to have you here. Always a pleasure. We will see you soon. You guys take care. Stay off, uh, out of the California's way. Just, <laughs> okay. We intend to. Tell folks about your two websites before you go, kid. Oh, yeah. Here's where the books are solartiming.com mm -hmm. and to sign up for the carnival of sun uh, sunsinknutrition.com there you get color recycling videos you get times of foods you get a cookbook uh, kind of a version of a solar cookbook you get uh, a whole bunch of blogs up there too and you get a lot of extra things uh oh like timing exactly what time uh it is in your particular area all over the world hmm. well so what do you think the first book i should read of you now that i'm have a way to upload pdfs once vibracal helps me to do that because i what do you think i should read first from your collection what do you what would you recommend what do you recommend hmm, hmm. Uh, let me think. Uh, well, you know about SunSync Nutrition. You yeah. might be interested in the uh, Acidifier dye, well. which is really a take on alkali alkalizer dye because it goes into why you can't measure your pH in your urine, your blood, or your saliva like they tell you you can. Or I could do the butterflies kind of thing. thing, right? The butterflies. And actually, that's probably the best. The be that's, that's like in dictionary form. And with the search, you can go through it and find out just about everything in the, in the other books, except yellow fat disease, because I did that before I met Ray Pete. I see. So I got this little Kindle thing. So I can search on the Kindle? Once you put it up on the Kindle? I, I think so. I better ask Vibrant Gal. She She's in this. doing yoga right okay. now. <laughs> Well, but she can tell you because it's so big. I guess that fits on Kindle too. Everything else. Oh does. yeah, I mean, but I wonder if you can search on the the Kindle device thing. Do you know? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't wow, know. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, that's a that's a vibrant gal question. Yeah, <laughs> but you can search on the just a PDF on the computer. You can search. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and the, and the and the other ways we send it, it's easily searchable. Huh. Uh, sometimes, uh, see, in my notes, I have it on uh, just regular uh, email things, <laughs> and uh, she has it the other way. So mine is divided into four or five parts of books, so a lot of times I say, can you see if that's in the book so I don't repeat myself if I add an appendix on a book or something? And so she goes and searches it, so I know it can be done on a computer, on a Kindle, that's a good question. Well, a PDF is a PDF, you. though. If you get it going on either a computer or Kindle, it should probably work uh, both ways. You would think so. Yeah, I think you so. You would think so. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Nowadays, you know, we're in the technological age. Yeah, who knows? Well, I may call upon VibraCal if I can't figure out how to upload those things even with my little um, little Wi-Fi thing that I can turn off. And on. It's really cool. I got this little Wi-Fi thing and all I got to do is just plug it in and it'll upload and then just unplug it. I don't need the Wi-Fi because I got the internet. That's cool. Wow. I just wanted something. That is I, cool. I didn't want to have this thing on all the time. You know, there's no way. But I said, well, I can have it on for 10 minutes while I upload because... You know. Okay, kid. I love you. Thank you. Tell Vibrant Gal uh, we appreciate all her help, and we will see you real soon. Letting us know if we can help with anything. Okay. Love you too, Patrick. Bye bye. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Adam Bergstrom, One Radio Network. Dot com. He's a real deal, baby, and he'll be here on the uh, third Wednesday. Oh, I got to put that on the calendar. Wow, we're in the May already. A third Wednesday. Got to do that before I book somebody else there. Third Wednesday. That would be the 18th. First Wednesday, first Monday and the third Wednesday. Adam is with us. Okay, tomorrow we're going to talk with an Ayurvedic doctor. I love to talk about Ayurveda. I've studied it for a long time. I know just enough to keep me out of the, out of the rain. And, but it's a very, very interesting science. And we'll have a good time talking about foods and how they affect us. Um, and then um, also tomorrow, Richard Proctor. He's a constitutional authority, and he knows his stuff about the Constitution. So any constitutional questions that you're not going to find on Wikipedia, uh, uh, email them in to me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. I enjoyed it. Four hours of Adam Bergstrom. We had a little interruption with the Internet earlier, but thanks to our boys for getting it back up and so we'll edit this one so you can watch the full thing without an interruption. I love you all very much. Thanks for your ongoing support. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to support us in any way, you can uh, buy some of the products that we promote. That's how you do it. Or people send us 20 bucks. Okay, love you. Take care. Thank you. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.